0: It's scary and it is what I always thought was a real year out of your life, but, you know, I don't know, I just keep going, you know, it's tough but you'll get there.
1: Hello, and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Mar. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So all of this month, people all across the country are raising much needed funds for breast cancer research. So this week's episode is dedicated fully to that. I'm joined by Denise Curtin. Hello, how Thanks. As always, good. Yeah, how are you? Always, how are you getting always on? Always great to be back here. It yeah, is. I'm getting on good. It's really nice to do something like this. It's a little bit different than than our normal episodes, but I think because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and because so many incredible funding opportunities are happening, I thought it was really good to kind of just talk about it and take a minute and really speak about something that affects so many women, young women, men as well in this country and the world.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And because, you know, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I think we're all aware of breast cancer. But it's so important to educate people on exactly like what to do if you find a lump, what to do, you know, even if you don't have a lump, just to check yourself so that you're aware. And I think, yeah, I think this month overall is really, really good just to know some key factors about everything to do with breast cancer.
1: Absolutely. And I think what's what's interesting about this, you know, it's funny because breast cancer awareness is is you know, the line that people say. And of course, everybody is aware of it. But but there's loads of other things that we can learn. So, for example, where exactly does the money that's raised go to? So the, the money goes directly to the National Breast Cancer Research Institute, which is in Galway. And they're doing incredible studies at the moment, which is, which is of course, helping women. And that comes from early diagnosis all the way through to medications and, and the ways in which they can actually, you know, get the figures down in terms of the people who lose their life to something like this. The other thing as well to note is that they're based entirely on voluntary funds, Mm. so they don't get direct funding from the government. So it's so crucial to have a month like this where everybody is just shouting about it, you know? Absolutely, because even
2: when I was looking at some of the statistics, I was so like not scared but kind of shocked you could say by the fact that one in nine women in Ireland is diagnosed with breast cancer so you know like if you think of nine women that you know like it it really puts it into perspective Mm. and then obviously there's 3,000 new cases annually which is also you know it's such a large number that like the money that they get for research and funding is so important because Mm. although a lot of a lot of the cases are cured, you know, when they are detected early. There are still so many people that unfortunately lose their life to breast cancer. So it's so, so important that we raise as much funds as we can.
1: Absolutely. So we, we went out and uh we spoke to uh, a few different people about you know, how breast cancer has touched their lives and we're going to be getting into that in a little bit. Um, but first off, you know, because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we have been covering it extensively it's on site. So some of our incredible writers and journalists have been covering some of the incredible events that are happening. Olivia Hayes is our fashion editor and she covered that the Galway races are hosting a race in pink October festival for breast cancer research. So that's going to be happening over the bank holiday. And last year was the first year that they did it and they raised over ninety-five 000 euro in it's funding amazing. it's amazing and i mean obviously you know it's a race in pink event so mm-hmm. everybody comes out in their best pink outfits uh but but the kind of crux of that is the fact that that's a huge chunk of money that is going and last year was the first year that they ran it so they're going to be running it again this year so uh, and of course all of this information um is on the website we'll be giving you all of the details so that you can go you can also make donations directly to the website as well so we're going to give you all that information uh, later on another one jade hayden wrote um is about what to do if you think that you found a lump in your breast and this was a piece that kind of really kind of struck me because you know we're all told that you have to check yourself but you know not that there's a lot of misinformation but i think that sometimes you're afraid of what you might find and you know Breasts can be lumpy, that's the other thing. Exactly, yeah. And even my friends, you know,
2: back in my house, a lot of them are scared to check because even when I say, you know, like, oh, like I was telling them that I was doing this and I was like, you know, when I w- I've been researching about how to check for lumps. And things, I don't want to hear about that. I, I can't check my own breast because I'm scared. Yeah. And I'm like, but nine out of 10 times the lump is actually fine. Yeah. It's just that you need to be really aware of your own boobs. You know, you need to be aware of if you see like uncommon discharge or if they feel very hard or if you do feel a lump and it doesn't disappear for a couple of weeks. Like these are signs that you need to go to see your GP. And like that, early detection is honest to God key to survival, so. Yeah,
1: and like one of of the main things in that in that piece that Jade wrote was you know you know if you do find a lump like the first thing to do is not to panic yeah. because like you said 9 out of 10 lumps are normal but of course if there are these signals it is important to go and check it out with the GP like you're not you've got nothing to lose you know like be safe um, And as well as that, you know, women should be checking their breasts every single month. Mm -hmm. And- uh, I think they said seven to 10 days after your period, regardless
2: of age. And I think that's so important as well, because people always think like, oh, breast cancer affects mainly people over the age of 15. Although that is correct, yeah, there is loads and loads of young cases too. So it's so important that everyone um, is checking their breasts. Absolutely.
1: And there's diagrams and stuff like that on site that you can go and you can check. And and like Denise was saying there, you know, it's everything from if you get a slight pain or Mm -hmm. it can be swelling or it can be if the nipple goes inwards, um, as well as uh, dimpling and, and things like this and irritation on the skin as well. There's yep. lots of of signifiers. And the one thing why there's such a, a massive survival rate for breast cancer is because of early detection. So yeah. all of this awareness and just awareness of your own breasts is really important. One of the things that I learned over the last few weeks kind of researching it, is that, you know, y- you kind of know about like checking in your armpit as well, but I didn't know about checking your collarbone too. Mm. And that's something that like, you know, they say that you should do as well because it's all the nodes that are that are in this area as well. So You forget that your breast tissue is so vast. You yes. know,
2: you kind of just think of it as the actual breast itself. But yeah, it does go up nearly as far as your collarbone. So yeah, it's
1: important to check the entire area. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, so we've been covering those kind of pieces On-site and as well as that like, you know, I I thought it was so interesting because I think of myself as being incredibly informed And Mm -hmm. I think of myself as kind of knowing as much as I can know because cancer is something that does touch Everybody's life like, you know, it really does unfortunately Um, But I've learned so much just from doing more research and actually if I was to look at it now I don't think that I was as aware even two weeks ago that I should than I should be.
2: Oh, I absolutely wasn't. I even felt kinda of blindsided going into this. I thought I was, you know, lacking a lot of education around the whole subject of breast cancer. And when you were saying to me about doing, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Special, I was thinking, oh geez, like I know nothing about this subject, but when you look into it, there's so much information online and there's so many people and services out there that are willing to help and willing to give you information, no matter, you know, what your query or what your woe is. And I found that that was so inspirational as well, that, you know, that there is so many people there to back you 24 seven between free phones and everything. It's fantastic, it's absolutely fantastic.
1: And so like we were saying earlier there just about what we wanted to do with this episode you know we wanted to get out we wanted to mm-hmm. kind of go outside of the studio and and really talk to some of the people who are you know who are working with people who are dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. You know, like obviously on her, we cover a lot of fashion and we cover a lot of beauty and a lot of things happen when you're going through cancer treatment that can really affect you as a woman. Everything from losing your hair, to mastectomies, to reconstructions, to things that really kind of impact yourself in terms of the sense of what a woman is. And like obviously hospitals and doctors and treatments are very crucial and, and very scary, but you know, a lot of them then, you know, they go home and, and they have to deal with the fact that they're losing their hair and they have to deal with the fact that their breasts are uneven. So tell us about, like, during your research, what you found with roaches and, and kind of tell us a little bit about what we did when we went out to meet them.
2: Yeah, I was really nervous um, about everything to do with roaches. Roaches, are um, they, they provide wigs and then they provide, like, hair hair care and hair help as well as like swimsuits and everything basically for anyone going through breast cancer they provide tons of services which is absolutely fantastic but wigs would be their, yeah. would be their kind of main um, element. And yeah, I was really nervous because I was thinking I felt like I lacked so much information in this field mm. that going into it I was like, I don't even know am I the right person to de- conduct this interview? I don't even know like, if I know enough to even approach them to ask them questions, you yeah. know? But um, what we found is just that the team and Roaches are absolutely phenomenal. They're there on beck and call for people to provide them with confidence, to provide them with, uh, you know, um, treatments in terms of like getting the wig and everything mm. to um, putting color into their hair post chemo when your hair starts to grow back, you know yeah. They have their own special room for that and everything to haircuts to just advice for other women It's yeah. fantastic And even they were showing us things down to nail polishes that are chemical free that you can put on your nails when you're going through chemo Things like this things that you just, like just that never that knew that about Things like didn't even know existed yeah. So yeah, it was absolutely fantastic to meet the team at Roaches and uh, a couple of the team also ha- um, have gone through breast cancer themselves, so it was it was incredible to hear their story and also to find out that you know they kind of had these own stories to tell customers who are coming in and who are nervous, Mm. you know, that like, it's okay, you know, you're going to be fine because like, although it is, it's a tough journey, you know, there is a lot of people there that are there to help you. And um, yeah, I just found the whole thing quite overwhelming and also absolutely inspirational.
1: And this is the thing about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know, obviously it's, it's very important to talk about it and to raise awareness this month, but you know, Anne Roaches and Samantha, who we spoke to as well, who works there, these are women who spend every single day of their lives you know looking after people who are going through this and I think it's crucial to kind of highlight the work that they do as well they have an incredible campaign running as well so we won't give too much away um, but we headed out to Roaches and take a look. So
2: we're here at Roach's Wigs and Hair Replacement. Now, I've been on to these women for quite some time to come on the show, so I'm delighted that they're free and willing to chat to us. To be honest, I am kind of nervous because I'm not really skilled in this field, nor do I really know any of the information about it, but that's what's important about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, that we actually inform ourselves about all the incredible work that the people do. And of course, if you are suffering from cancer, all the incredible services that are available. So we're gonna go in and uh, chat to the ladies.
3: I'm Anne Roach and I am the owner of Roach's Wigs and Breast Care. My mother had uh, ovarian cancer 32 years ago and at the time you're obviously in the building here my father's a hairdresser and my mum was a beautician and my father had just taken on um, doing some wigs and was fitting the odd person and then my mother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer stage three to four and given six months to live and she's at home today, minding the kids. At the end of her treatment, um, she decided, whenever my dad was fitting a wig, if somebody was upset, he would say, Maura, will you come in just to talk to this woman? She's really upset. So my mother would come in and was very well known for taking her, whipping her wig off and saying, I'm on chemo, I've got no hair. And at the end of her treatment, she decided that she wanted to um, pack in the beauty. She didn't want to do electrolysis for people anymore. She wanted to work with cancer patients and people with medical hair loss. It's never boring here because we, we're, we always have different clients coming in. I mean, we have, we have men, we have women, we have children. We go to Crumlin Hospital um, to fit children. It's probably, for me, probably the hardest ones, um, especially since I've had kids myself. Um, I, I suppose I do find people absolutely amazing and when you see the resilience that people have and what they face and what they get through, go through, it really kind of it's it's very uplifting and it's very rewarding as well. But um, some some sometimes it's very sad. Um, I mean, I have fitted wigs on people who are basically telling me they want their wig for their, their their terminal and they want they want to look well while they say goodbye to their friends. We have a great team here, so we kind of bounce off each other. We rely on each other um, for kind of support. But everyone who works here, I would say has to be an empath, they have to uh, get job fulfillment and um, they have to enjoy helping people uh, otherwise it wouldn't work and a good few of the team here have actually gone through cancer themselves so we kind of get it from both sides.
0: My name is Samantha Sherlock and I work in Roaches in the breast care department. Well I'm here about eight years now, coming up to eight years and I had cancer myself, had breast cancer myself so I was involved in different charity groups like and then I met a few people. Actually the girl I work with, Dominica, works here. And then I noticed there was a job going here. So I just said, oh god, maybe I'd like it. But that was a good while after I'd had cancer. That was I had cancer 14 years ago. So we're talking six years later, because I don't think you'd have been able to come and work here, you know, sooner, because it's pretty hard at times. Well I was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 35. And the reason I found, well, I'd, I think I'd found the lump, but I kind of ignored it for a little while because it didn't feel like a lump. Uh, it just felt like a bit of muscle tissue. And believe it or not, I was watching the TV and it was all over the news. I was giving the kids the breakfast and it was all over the news about Kylie Minogue. And I thought, oh my God, I'm the same age as her. So she really made me go down to the, to the doctor. So then it was really quick, Diagnosed, you go through all your tests, and two weeks later I was in hospital, actually before two weeks, and I had a full mastectomy. like that trying to get the knowledge out there to people. I, when I had a reconstruction, you're never really even, you know, the reconstructions are good, some are great, some aren't so good, but then, you know, you have to wait, maybe, to have your other breasts lifted so that, you know, they look better, they look well. And they're in, I didn't know that you could get partial prosthesis at the time that would make you look even. So you're going around maybe uneven for quite a while, or you're trying to do things to cover yourself up, and you know, you're trying to hide it yourself, or do something, or fix it yourself. But there is so many things like that that I didn't know about at the time. Yeah, I mean, I had a lady come in the other day, and she had cotton pads put in just to even her out, because it was very slight. It was very different, but she knew it was different.
3: Well, we always encourage people to come in before they start their treatment, because as I said, most people want they want to look the same, they don't want to um, draw attention to themselves, so they want to be able to go to the school, pick up their kids without anybody noticing, they want to be able to go to the supermarket and no heads turn. So if they come in before they start their treatment, we can see exactly what their hair is like, we can look at the density and the colour and the texture. Um, Plus, most people, as Sam said, dread coming in and when they come in before they start their treatment, usually they're relieved because when they see the selection they think oh okay I can do this I'm gonna look I'm gonna look normal I'm gonna be able to present to the world. Well the reason we did the campaign is because sometimes when you're going through treatment or surgery you're swollen after your surgery um, and you're wearing your loose baggy clothes going in and out of your treatment and sometimes it's only maybe a year down the line Um, that you might notice when you're back in your, maybe you're back in work and you're back in your regular clothes or you're going to a wedding or that you notice, oh, I'm not quite even. Um, But generally they're discharged from the hospital at that stage so they don't really know where to go. And a lot of women think, well look, I'm, Jesus, I'm so grateful to be alive, I'm well, look, this isn't a big deal. And a lot of women are embarrassed even to tell their doctors about it because maybe they haven't been told. So they don't know there's a solution. The other thing that can happen is if they have radiotherapy. Um, A lot of times um, the surgery is so small that they are discharged quite quickly from the hospital, bypass a breast care nurse and go directly to radiotherapy. And radiotherapy can cause a little bit of tissue shrinkage. So again it could be a year down the line that they notice they're uneven. So we know because we have women coming into us all the time and we're fitting them for bras and then we say, "Oh, did you know?" and they say, "Oh, really?" or like so so we wanted to try and get that message out to to women across the board that there are solutions um that you can because you can even out your breasts, you can wear tight fitting clothes, you can wear a swimsuit. When you're diagnosed with cancer you kind of a lot of people can feel out of control because so many other things might be changing, um, because your body shape maybe your body shape is changing because you're having surgery and, you know maybe you're not working or whatever everything is moving and you're kind of not knowing how am I going to make it how am I going to cope, so it is really nice to have the kind of security of feeling like yourself looking like yourself I think it's really important like when we're fitting a wig we love. People to come. We loved um, when a client comes that they bring a friend or a sister or somebody because, like, we've only met the person, so like, well, we can advise them on what looks good and what fits right and is it secure and all that kind of stuff. And we can advise them on the technical side. Um, it's when somebody like a partner says that that looks like you, if that's the deal done for us. Like it does. That's, that's we always encourage people to bring someone with them for that reason. Like some, like so many women will say, I. I have to wear the wig for the kids because they'll say don't answer the door without your wig on mom or don't go down to the school like because they need security as well because everything's changing for them as well so
0: just to kind of know oh,
3: mom looks like mom it's
0: scary it is scary but there is light at the end of the tunnel now you know I know not for everybody but I think it was the statistics that I heard was 85% now um, of women that are diagnosed with breast cancer get through it. So it's scary, and it is what I always thought was a real year out of your life. But, you know, I don't know, I just keep going. You know, it's tough, but you'll get there.
1: Okay, so we are back. Yeah, I mean, it was funny kind of watching you there when you were doing your introduction, and and you did say that you were a little bit nervous. I find sometimes, you know, when you're, especially in this field, when you're talking to people who maybe have gone through something like that, or, or people who are even working with with cancer victims, it's hard sometimes because you never know whether you're going to say something that's that's just wrong, that's just insensitive, whereby yeah. you're you're really only trying to to get the the most out of them, make sure that they're comfortable as well, because it is uncomfortable. These are people's lives, you know. Exactly, and that's what I found too. Asking people, you know, to share their own stories,
2: I was quite nervous that. I was overstepping or, you know, saying something that, like you were saying, would be insensitive. And I think like that, when you're kind of like not knowledged about it, mm. you do get scared that you're going to hurt someone else's feeling because cancer is such a touchy subject. People are even afraid to say the word most of the time, you know. Yeah. So it was it was quite nerve wracking going in there. But the thing is, is just the place is absolutely phenomenal. Like, it really is. It is just incredible. Even from, you can hear laughing in yeah. the store, you know, mm. you can hear... the the patients chatting to the women that work there and everyone is just in an atmosphere where they're there to lift each other up. Mm. And I just found that kind of like overwhelming kind of aura of just like positivity when I was in there. I just found it just remarkable, you know, because like these are people that are, you know, they're going through some pretty big things in their lives, you know, from, you know, like, like I was even saying to one of the women in there that losing your hair is so heartbreaking, you know, Mm. and I think with cancer, especially for women, it's one of the things that really strikes a chord you know because people are thinking you know my hair is my identity mm-hmm. and losing that is losing a part of me so yeah. the fact that they provide a service like they were saying where women go in there and they they get fitted for their wigs and they're like oh I, I,
1: I look like me again yeah. it's just oh it's just it's fabulous. It was something that Anne said as well that kind of really struck with me when, when she spoke about you know that that a lot of mothers really depend on the wigs and the services that they provide for their children because mm-hmm they want their children to see them as being mom do you yeah. know like they they don't want to scare their kids you know and that's the thing like it, it's a really scary thing and what i really found from it like when we walked in there it was such a welcoming environment i think like uh whether it's a an older woman a younger woman or a man even like you know you wake up in the morning on the day that you're going to go in and get your wig fitted that's not a good day that's yeah. not a good day for anybody yeah. you're you're I, I can't imagine but mm-hmm. i'm trying to put myself in that position and i just know that that's not a good day i'd say it's like an awful day but in a place like Roach's, I would imagine that they bring them through it and then they leave. And we actually did see somebody leaving. And, you know, she was happy and she was laughing. And and that's the thing, like they really care about the effect that they have on what could be potentially a really bad day for someone.
2: Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, that's something that I really, really felt because I don't know why you have this kind of, misconception I suppose in your head that when you go in there it's gonna be really sad and it's Mm. gonna be people almost like feeling sorry for you and trying to tiptoe around you and I was kind of thinking that I would get this kind of hospital element from the place but it was so so ridiculously different I couldn't have been more wrong and even just yeah from the like the teas and the coffees to everyone jumping around and like and literally laughing as in I was just like wow
1: this is really gonna affect the sound of this like (laughs) people were just having like a good time it was a lovely atmosphere yeah Yeah. and the wigs like we were touching them as well like they feel incredible and they look incredible amazing amazing
2: yeah. and even the way that they're treaded I think it's some sort of lace some, yeah. some French lace or something like that that you can you can see your scalp through it and everything
1: they are so absolutely incredibly realistic yeah. Um they're they're amazing yeah they're really really great absolutely so that uh, they're based in Kimmage and um, mm-hmm. family-run business like Anne was saying they're uh, just an, an incredible story and really incredible people who are who are dedicating their lives to this and um, all of the information we'll put down in the in the description box so you can go to the website and you can find out more about that, their campaigns and, and things like that. Really worthwhile. And uh, yeah, fair play, fair yeah, play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Anne was gas as well after we finished rec- recording. She was like, right, I'm off for a drink. She's gas, Like, she really <laughs> is. Good fun. Um, so like we said, with, with Breast Cancer Awareness Month, there's, there's lots of different events taking place uh, across the country. One of those is the Great Pink Run, which is happening next weekend in Dublin on the 19th of October and also in Kilkenny on the 20th of October as well. Um, this is amazing. This, I mean, like I was watching it last year as well and, and so I think there there's 8,000 people who actually took part in it in the yeah. end, uh, all raising money. Uh, everybody has their, their you know, fundraising that they're doing individually. But on the day, it's a great day as well for, for people coming together and really kind of supporting this um, and like we said earlier, just raising much needed funds. So we went out and we spoke to a couple of people who are taking part. So Susan, Suzanne Kane and Paul Ryder. Both have been on the show before, both amazing people, they work in the media, they're running as part of the Weekend AM team, so they're TV stars. TV stars. TV stars. Um, So we decided to go out to Suzanne's house, they were gonna go for a run training, so we thought we'll take this opportunity to go out and sit down and have a chat with them, And, and you know, it got like, I mean, I found it really emotional to hear the reasons why they were running, and they're great friends. But the reasons why they're running are just so personal, mm. and uh, I don't want to give too much away. But like, it really just makes you stop and think. And obviously, you know, we were having a laugh because like they're good friends of ours, and you know, we're we're raising awareness. But also, you know, it's it's a sad topic, and, and sometimes it gets heavy. But the reasons that they're raising money are are really important. So take a listen. Hello. Hi. And welcome to Suzanne's house. Yay. Suzanne's
4: house, this is so well, different. This
1: is, the, this is a first for mm. Girls With Gold, so I'm gonna, it's a round table essentially, or a half round table, so I'm gonna go around and explain to people who are listening on audio what exactly we're doing here. So I'm joined to my right by Paul Ryder. Hello. Denise Curtin is with me. And Suzanne Kane. Yeah, yeah. Denise Curtin is not speaking.
2: Oh, sorry. Was I meant to say hello there too? <laughs> I thought it was a point and just a, a nod. But, but I audio. Was always audio. Video. We better say oh, hello. Yes. I am here. Yes.
1: Denise hello. Curtin present. is present. And Suzanne Kane. Hello there. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here.
4: This is such a different setup. Like I kind yeah. lo- I kind of love this. It's like at home with. You.
1: Well, it's an OB essentially, so an outside broadcast. But we're we're basically I kind of came to you guys mm. without really checking it through yeah. because I knew that Suzanne would put on an amazing spread, a gorgeous for spread. Us. And yeah.
4: for the audio, there's like a plate full of donuts just sitting right Yeah, we've right got jam donuts
1: it. that Eve has talked into already,
2: and then like a raisin kind of swirl, a swirl, cinnamon swirl, cinnamon swirl. There we go. Yeah, I'm peeking at Sandy.
4: Can oh, I take that home? This. Can that I? I can. Okay, that's okay. Do you yeah. know
1: what's funny about this plate of donuts in front of us? What I think about it is that. This was just here. Do you know what I mean? Like you didn't go out and buy these for us. You're just one of those caretakers that just always has donuts in you the pantry. You assume the
5: role as a parent. I think when you like it, it, yeah. peak
1: grown up. You so you know
5: certain roles. Like there's a stew later. So if you hang around, what I'll give us a stew later? Yeah,
1: and you probably have like loads of bottles of wine
5: oh a wine oh there's one in the fridge
2: yeah at all times like i'd be lucky to have a milk and toilet roll in my house at any time Well, if you're stuck
1: yeah yeah, sure i just live down the road this is amazing yeah i have to really think about getting a bottle of wine if i want a bottle of wine but i think like that's the sign of being being a proper grown-up yeah Exactly. (laughs) having 18 bottles of wine (laughs) on ice
5: at all times that like the top fridge part of the fridge is for my husband, and then the rose in the fridge. For me. I'd
4: like to live with you, like yeah. if this is how this if this is how Beautiful. this is, like I'd really like to just live here. Your nocturnal
5: activities are worse than my two and a half year
4: old. So you can I can't believe you just shamed me. Thank you so much. I can't wait to how push her. I can't wait to push her, like at some point <laughs> in Welcome the Great to Pink my home. Run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I won't take it to my heart. So yeah. we're here to talk about the, the,
4: the Great Pink, pink Run. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's get on the same team, people. The Great <laughs> pink, pink Run. <laughs> Uh, breast cancer awareness so first off like obviously happening the 19th, 19th of October you guys are doing the 5k but there is a 10k version mm-hmm.
4: I'd like, like to do five. the t- I'd, I'd like do, to I'm do the 10k I will tell you now
1: straight off the bat <laughs> it's the 5 I'm doing 5 because
5: we are there we're doing it a weekend I AM so we'll be there for filming for 9 they will need us at the finish line okay. before 12 o'clock but if I was to do 10 and I'm on air today if I'm at two o'clock. So to be fair, I won't make it.
0: Yeah. Know, or
1: any more than five. Team AM are doing 5K. Yeah. So um obviously it's breast cancer awareness month. There's lots of things happening. We were out at Roaches there just before we came really? here. Yeah. Um, which is incredible and like really eye-opening as well in terms of just things that like Denise and I didn't know about so yeah. information and stuff. so obviously it's about raising awareness but for you guys like why is it important for you to be involved with with something like this which affects so many women and men?
4: It was kind of mad that the call even came like cancer's, cancer's in everyone's life Um, my, my father passed away from lung cancer um, and I a couple of, a couple of months ago and Brian didn't even know this our, our exec didn't even know like that this has happened I like that another woman who came into my life in the last kind of two years was a friend of mine Helena and she is like boss ass bitch she's the marketing manager for this amazing hotel in Cork um, she's strong she's independent she's a single mother and she's just this unreal woman yeah. and about two months ago she phoned me to tell me that she had breast cancer and like that she was totally blasé about it she was just like it's fine Like we're going to beat it we're going to do it but when I say if Lowered me because you know parents grandparents aunties uncles you don't expect it it's still a, it's still a kick in the stomach but i think when it's you have that thing of like oh god your auntie has cancer or so and so has cancer i think it's when it's when it's a friend or something for me it was a real gut puncher yeah. um and helena's like halfway through her treatment now and she's she's gone through all the things so when brian called to say will you do this i was like oh my god tenfold tenfold yeah. and then he said it was with her i was like even better. Yeah. I was like, even better. So I think, like, we joke and we're having we're having bands online about, like, how I'm competitive and I'm going to kick so, kick her ass when want, it comes to it. Yeah. Like, she, I want to run the 10K and I want to run it. She's like, Paul, we're walking. I'm like, no, we're running it. Um a runner, you know.
1: Suzanne's a runner. She's like a secret runner, right? Like, she's run for years.
4: I keep saying, I sent her a picture the other day of my 5K because I'm trying to get it down and down and down. Yeah. And literally the picture was like the 5k with the time I'd done it in, mm-hmm. she replied with a picture of a half-eaten cheesecake.
1: Right. Okay. It was yeah, pink. It was pink. I feel like Suzanne might come and just ninja you on the day. Yeah, like, we'll see. We'll oh, wait and see.
4: What? But yeah, like I think it, it's it's important It's important for me for that, but it's yeah. also just important because we have to do it. We have to raise the funds, the funds need to be raised, yeah. so let's just get out and do it.
5: Yeah. So for me, my first alliance with breast cancer was in 2004. Um, my Auntie Vera, who's Hannah Veronica, and my Hannah is named after her, Um, she's my godmother, she was diagnosed before Christmas. And I suppose I didn't know anything about breast cancer. I like, like it was, it was the most terrifying diagnosis because I watched my mom's reaction and I watched my auntie's and how that unfolded. And I still remember, because you didn't have like mobile phones really that much. Like your mom wouldn't have used one. I remember my mom sitting on the second step up on our stairs Uh, the night of New Year's Eve, and crying on the phone to my auntie Vera because her hair had started to grow out. Mm. And I still remember that. I still remember that feeling of being so helpless, and I felt like it was a death sentence because I didn't know anything about breast cancer. I didn't know how it was treated. I didn't know how she was gonna get through it, but I heard cancer and I was like, Mm. it's game over. Like, I'm gonna lose her, and I adored her. And uh, she went through her treatment and she's perfect <laughs> she's well oh, and yeah. she's great and my Hannah is named after her and you know she's well and she's doing everything like it's just this kind of blip you know in her life yeah. she had a, just a single mastectomy she handled it like a pro and then 10 years later in 2014 my auntie D, um, her sister my mom's other sister so bear in my mind there's six girls and now we have two, and my D was diagnosed, and quite the opposite, I was so blase. Like, I actually found the emails, because I would we would write every other day, and when she didn't write, she sent me an email, and I actually found the emails, I had just told her I was pregnant on Ushing, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and like, my emails even are blase, I'm just like, you got this, like, yeah. don't even stress about it, you are absolutely fine, you know, you're gonna come through it. Uh, I gave birth to Ushing on the 24th of November, The next day, she had basically got the all clear. She had a little bit of treatment to do and I was like, you need to get yourself on a flight. You need to come meet your grandnephew. I'm so excited to see you. And that was fine. And we had a couple of months off and she, unfortunately, it came back and it came back more aggressive. And uh, we lost her last August. And like losing her, is it wiped me. Like it wiped me. She, she was never going to die. As far as I was concerned, she was never going to die from breast cancer. She was never going to die from breast cancer because she, her attitude was incredible the whole way along and she had the warmest voice, you would ring her and she'd go, hello, sweets. And she'd oh, how's your darling? And she, about Hannah, was so excited. And I actually, because I was reading through the emails, she uh, passed away on the 29th of August and I chose not to go and see her because I didn't want to see her like that. Mm-hmm. And the week before she died, she sent me an email and it was my last email, but she got the nurse to write it and she just said, I'm sorry, sweets, I'm, I'm very tired she was like I'm just she was done she was so done fighting Mm. and as amazing as breast cancer treatment is there are women that still die from breast cancer and it's not enough Mm. we can stop it happening and me dragging my ass badly around for 5k following him (laughs) and six and a half other you know thousand women is nothing because once we add the money to get more mm. research done that we can look at breast cancer and what the cure is, and that hopefully in 20 years' time mm. my daughter, you know, won't face it. What what and it's like and it's I look at Hannah and go, it's it's prevalent for her, it's yeah. prevalent for me. Yeah. But Jill who's running with us, she's 26.
4: 26, it's it's
5: she's 26 yeah. years of age, like she's 27 now, she's 26, she frees her eggs, like yeah. And and she, women, we can do more. Like I just
4: even think the awareness of it, like uh, listen to Suzanne, I'm terrified. I'm terrified with, with Helena's journey at the minute because although I'm the one who rings her and says filth and makes her laugh <laughs> and, and that's that's what I'm doing for her. Yeah. She lives in Cork so I can't like pop to the shop or pop to see her or whatever. But I'm terrified of cause she's halfway through her treatment and you know, you don't know where you're at when you're halfway when you're halfway there. So I think even the awareness of that, yeah. t- for me to, ha- to have to have researched, you know, breast cancer and, you know, the treatment and to hear Helena's story and stuff like that, even that awareness is opened it up to me. And if I can open that up to yeah. one more person, even that, I think the money is great, but the awareness is a, is a massive, massive thing as well. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, like, I think that it's incredible that we've moved on so much in terms of the medical care that's available to, to women and, and men as well. Like we can't forget that a lot of men are diagnosed with yeah. breast cancer in particular. And I think it's it's one of those things that society readjusts itself and society is like, you know, breast cancer is is curable because there's so many success stories now. Mm. But you know, like your story, Suzanne, just shows that, you know, yeah. it, it's not and it's still a very very aggressive and scary thing and i can't imagine you know that feeling of being told that and mm. so i think when it comes to breast cancer awareness it's because people do survive and people do move on from it are these incredible tales of hope but we can't forget that there are a lot of women who who don't mm. survive mm. as it well it's a problem when the and secondaries it's, occur yeah. it's when it comes back and the secondaries occur that's mm. you know that's w- where it
5: kind of really lies the problems really lie and again they're massively looking into research about that as well and again with younger women you know, to help them with their treatment, that they don't have to freeze
1: their eggs yeah. and they don't have to go through the reproductive side of it as well. well you know, that's so
5: tough.
2: Like but like from, yeah. from
1: our point of view on her, like we are doing a lot of editorials as well about like checking yourself and stuff for younger women because oh, yeah. Yeah. breast cancer is associated more with with older women mm-hmm. and the fact that even you know obviously with cervical cancer, you know the the moment you hit twenty five, you're on that uh, free test check that yes, doesn't make sense yeah the cervical check comes in and you know okay 25 off to the doctor like that's that's incredible but you know that doesn't happen and a, a few people that we know in the office have even gone with concern and you know haven't necessarily been able to access mammograms or been able to know like I don't know what to do if for example I find a lump so this is a disease that affects 26 year olds it affects older women mm. it affects everybody yeah mm. and I think like we can't you know, as great as it is to be positive and to be, like, yeah. almost blasé, like, we, we still yeah. need to raise money and we well, still Jill need to raise that. awareness.
5: So, the girl, Jill uh, Murphy, who we're running with as well, she's currently in treatment for breast cancer and, thankfully, she's doing amazing. The goal is 2020. She's going to yeah. be done. Um, but she, there was a chat in her work, They Breast Cancer Awareness, they came, breast cancer awareness, came in and talked, but she missed it. But it was the girls chatting in the office that she went, hmm not So sure about this, and then went on, maybe I'll go and get checked. But again, as we do as women, yeah. she was ap- almost apologetic for it. She was like, She said that she, to us, know, the doctor. She was like, It was something, she's like, Sorry, you, you know, you don't can I just get you to check this? Mm. And we do this all the time as women. And again, you know, you need to know that it's not just a lump because we talk about lumps all the time, it's irregularities in the breast, or that you know, you think about maybe the nipple doesn't look of the same color as it used to. Mm. And our bodies change so much, you know, like at different times of the month, our body looks and our breasts look different. So she was like, There was all of those things but that she went and went it'll be nothing because i'm 26 yeah Yeah. this isn't even going to be breast cancer she was like it's probably a cyst Mm. and here she is you know on this journey so we talk, as you say we talk about the older women but the younger women and it's so important in younger women it yeah. is so important because again we are too glad they go sure why would it be me i'm yeah. 21 i'm 22. Yeah.
4: and i think just to research how because even helena posted something and i was when i because i hadn't really spoken about why i was why i was doing the run and then obviously she posted something about getting like how to check your breasts yeah, mm. yeah. and i kind of thought that then and i've always checked you know my balls will say you just it's a something you do just yeah. get in the shower when you're in the shower check everything everything's right. okay and I think that, like like you've said, it's for younger women just to kind of know, get in the shower, just have a little, have yeah. a little feel around, check that yeah. everything's okay and Let's then you can that. kind of move forward and, and hope hope mm-hmm. the best.
2: And I think with this month as well like breast cancer awareness, like we were saying in the office during the week, like everyone's aware of breast cancer but people aren't educated on it yeah. because like that, That's exactly they, think, it. they yeah. think I'm 26, like I'm too young like, you know, I'm fine. And Even when you're going to the doctor you're almost excusing yourself because mm-hmm. you're like I know you're wondering why I'm here and I'm wondering why I'm here and this yeah. is so silly. But it's a case of like if you do have an irregularity or anything like that getting checked is so important.
4: It's a real Irish mentality to be like, I'm grand, yeah, like, sure, and I'm, I'm, I'm
2: wasting your time and my own, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, you're all And you're
4: like, you're paying, you're paying good bloody money to go see a doctor. Good, yeah. I, I go in with a list, but the thing is that these days they're literally told they have between five and seven minutes per patient, mm. <laughs> and you think to yourself, oh, Well, I'll just tackle this and this and this, yeah. and I won't go near that, that, and that. And I remember it's like, in
2: college, and it was a, you were allowed one problem, like it was like an, an issue because
4: so they say check it. everything yeah. if I'm paying this. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Going if to I'm like, gonna like, pay 60 quid, yeah, we'll be here for
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with the two, <laughs> work my way on there. <laughs> and
5: I've got two kids, and we have a lot to get. Yeah. But and then he throws two about his toes jumping, you know, because yeah. the kids are free. Yeah. Like just, a, just a little question. <clears throat> just like a bit off yeah. <laughs> like, while like, we're here, we're here. Yeah. but like we joke about it. but it is as women we apologise for everything to yeah. do with our body like when we go in to buy like tampons or sanitary towels we're like oh god I'm really sorry to trouble is there any I could kill like yeah. why would you know yeah. we shouldn't be apologetic no. about yeah. those things yeah. you can't help it we have yeah. you always feel like you're checkers? in the way or something yeah. you're like I'm, pretty, pretty I'm sorry. still
4: terrified about buying condoms like I still I'm terrified like, you know but I, I have
5: sex podcast for another day yeah. Yeah. very that <laughs> very
4: that but it is I think you like oh god, here I'll just put them there and then I I'll like I'll buy something else with them. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. to like
5: next time, put your boob up and thumbs up and go give me one for two.
4: <laughs> I'll try that and see how one. that happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you're obviously doing it for really important and personal reasons as well. It's it's amazing to see two full-blown TV stars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are they Multi, here? Multi-millionaires.
4: <laughs> yeah. Multi-millionaire. you
1: really have to mock us. While we <laughs> classic multi-millionaires doing, doing something for her, doing yeah, our bit yeah. doing, <laughs> like doing, doing you, sure giving we'll back <laughs> so, talk us through the training now because uh, you're you're raising awareness you're talking about it <laughs> look at me. you're going to raise much needed funds as well Yeah. And you uh, can
4: go
5: onto my insta suzanne.fm and you can the link there you can sponsor me great you, Yes.
1: sponsor yeah. Suzanne sponsor Paul yeah
4: I have a link on my Facebook I'm still waiting for the for the, uh, the breast cancer island people to send me over my proper link but I am going to do I don't know whether when this is going out but I am going to do a competition that I will be doing a giveaway of a massive massive makeup hamper and basically what I want you to do is text I want you to give like the 4 euro you, know, you can text cure to oh right okay and it, you can donate 4 euro so basically everyone sends a text they send me the screenshot and I'll pick somebody at random who will win Amazing. a. and that's being sponsored by Be Perfect Cosmetics
1: and all Amazing. those details will be on your Instagram yep. as soon as it's up so this I is on it so. next Monday anyway um, but are you guys training together or what? No, like, no yeah, she
4: trains at, she trains by <laughs> sitting on that couch.
1: Like you're both, excuse me, I don't Look sit. excuse me. You're both just in I'm training sorry. gear right now. Can I just point out? Technically. Just for, Technically. just
5: so every, you know, everything is in order yeah. here. You've you got this, Nita. Yeah. I, I do not sit on that couch. Okay, I sit in the woman's sitting room. No, and but I like. I eat donuts and do cheesecake. I am running a little bit. Um, to the shop I, yeah, yeah I have
4: two kids <laughs> to buy donuts I have, I have two kids I, um,
5: I'm mama fit yeah. shop? so bring it Blah.
4: she keeps using her kids as, a, as an excuse Yeah, yeah they're like,
5: really, excuse me do you have children to <laughs> get back to me to every parent out there it's like oh you use your kids it's like you listen you spend 48 hours with Hannah and get back to me you want me up yeah. I would
4: love win. to spend that amount of time with Hannah Hannah is a legend is but she's
1: really good at unboxing she loves, loves doing a bit of unboxing she loves the press she loves the press she's an
4: absolute
5: she probably gets into the box though right?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's going into peak season yeah. now. Christmas, she's got really high hopes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm
5: training. Like I, like you train I, anyway, though because yeah. But I
4: said this to you.
5: You're so... No, you I selfies,
4: obviously yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the, worst for it. With them. I'm the worst friend. I'm the worst friend. I get, I get read it's so much by my friends being like oh, right. <laughs> I said, can I said, the amount of people message me saying thank you because of your gym selfie, like I'm back in the gym. And again, it's not that I've got You're so shaming many messages. Them. You're shaming no, them. I'm not shaming them. But I have been you.
0: Don't exactly that. rude. <laughs> I was 16 stone
4: right? at one point, so I was a oh, big, big, big fat girl. <laughs> Here we are now. And the gym helped me lose the weight, but obviously you
5: yes, did. If you were going there you didn't lose any weight, you'd ask for your money back. <laughs> and I'm very I'm very the people go, I
4: was really overweight and then I went
5: to the gym. It's like, well if they weren't losing it, go in and ask them for your money back.
4: Yeah, but I stopped my point is is that I stopped on the treadmill. Sorry,
5: please.
4: I stopped on the treadmill to to, to focus it in, in different ways. So getting back now to like actually running 5K. Mm. Is it's tough, like yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not easy. Like the I start The
1: quality of it as well. Like I hate running, to be honest with you. Like, I love I know running. you love running. See, I would be way more of like and you're the, physical. Like you're a real physical fitness person. Well, like. I would prefer to just lift anything and then see you later. I don't necessarily want to run ever, so I wouldn't be uh, a. A good
4: a good soundtrack, and I have the exact same songs that I've been listening to on the treadmill. Like, the, and they're the gayest songs in the world. Funny, like everything. Jerry Halliwell, bag it up. Oh, I love. Is the most inspirational running song Sorry, you. Sorry, what are. is bag? Back- get up, do why am I singing? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, like and they're like the gayest songs known to man. Okay. Lady Marmalade by All Saints Not the original version. Oh interesting. Oh. Yeah. Such a such a good tune. Right. Like and I have I, I put I post these things on my Instagram called Jim Jam. So hashtag Jim Jam. Mm. So oh, what you're oh, listening I to. Missed
5: that. Yeah. Have I I must be out running doing
1: my own yeah. <laughs> that must be on my train time. Yeah.
4: You must be buying donuts for the people. Yeah
1: probably I'm running. Um right well I suppose we're gonna have to wrap it up there. But oh. everybody go and take a look at the respective Instagrams and go and support of course and donate because everybody's doing this for a good cause. You're not gonna find anybody that this doesn't affect. And we need to keep shouting about it and talking about it and making sure that, you know, focus is still on something. It's incredible that the survival rate is up. Mm. Obviously this kind of thing is what is contributing to that. So let's keep it We need to keep keep going going about the research. Now I did have big plans to go out and uh, watch you guys train. Um, and we may or may not do that, but to be honest with you, I've been staring at these dominoes for the past <laughs> thirty-five five
4: like, minutes. I could
1: go to my garden,
5: yeah. and just do a couple of stretches. because yeah.
4: I, I have some all stretches? the gear. Can
5: I just say one of the things that oh, I, if yeah. you want to get into fitness, you eat. Let mm. me tell you this about fitness is really important. Oh, you can eat as well. Uh, I, I'm going like, to do mm. fitness. To my top fitness tip for you, all of you, yeah. you go on, here is here go. go to a fitness shop, buy all of the gear. Yeah, and sit in it
4: done that's what you did like you literally you hadn't got any fitness gear you wore this for the other thing we did last it's week weekend AM, yeah. uh, because that's all you have so, so fitness wise yeah. by
5: gym plus coffee I literally went I actually went into the manager plus plus coffee eyes. and went hi I have to do something just can you put the clothes I should wear the gentleman in yeah. question John said no problem whatsoever put the clothes and on and here she is and here you are Decked Thank down. you, Jim, plus coffee. coffee. Yeah. because now I, I'm, I'm completely fake. It, but it's an armour. It's yeah. a armor. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like,
1: I mean, I'd no business even being in that shop. Yeah. I'm a room with two kids. They look like yeah. an athlete. Yeah. I'm eating a donut. So yeah. I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to head out. And maybe uh, you could bring us through some training. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm there for that.
1: Paul Ryder, Denise Curtin, of course, Yay. and Suzanne Kane. Thank you so much for Pleasure. joining us in Suzanne's house. Yeah, yeah. Let's have donuts now.
4: Yeah, Girls right. with
0: Gaps.
1: Thank you so much to Suzanne Kane and Paul Ryder there for welcoming us into Suzanne's house um and for providing us with incredible stories and uh, some really nice donuts as well. Yeah, it was our first, what do we call it, studio no OB. Oh, it was our first OB. Yeah. yeah we're, we're both we're both radio peeps. Yeah. We yeah. can do that. Can I do loved that. it. I love a good OB. Yeah,
2: I found it was um like you really get into people's stories more like I was welling up because of the fact oh, yeah. that you're out of the studio, you know, you're not there's no lights on you, you're not yeah. like trying to sit perfectly. You're yeah. really just around a table having tea in the chats. And it was just, yeah. I don't know, it just felt kind of harrowing to be honest. Yeah, to just I got the stories. I got really
1: like upset when yeah. I was listening to Suzanne's story. And and it makes you really think about, you know, obviously we're talking about raising funds so that people can be saved. But you know, the, the fact is, and the thing that we do have to remember is that people do lose their lives from cancer. And you know, what happened to Suzanne's aunt was was awful. and you know she got the all clear and and then it came back and that's one of those one of those things. but you know it w- it was really awful. and I suppose when you're raising funds and when you're having a great day out at the race and stuff like that, just remember that everybody is that's there is there for a reason yeah and these funds are absolutely crucial. So I mean, Well, I suppose we're gonna end on is, you know, if you do want to get involved in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, there are lots of ways that you can fundraise directly. You can go onto the website, which is breastcancerresearch.ie, and you can donate directly there. Or also, if you wanna email hello at breastcancerresearch.ie, they can send you out a fundraising pack, which can give you lots of nice ideas about whether it's a coffee morning or coming together to do a challenge with your work colleagues. and again, everything is going to the National Breast Cancer Research Institute and in University Hospital Galway, which is really what it's all about. You know, it's, it's about making sure that the, the scientists and the doctors who are doing incredible things there have the funds to continue to, to do this incredible life-saving work.
2: Absolutely, it's, an, it's incredible. Mm. And likewise, if you have any woes or worries about breast cancer or you have a friend or a family member who does, you can contact the Irish Cancer Society. They have a free phone number, it's one 200 700 And likewise, the Marie Keating Foundation has a directory of loads of numbers mm. of uh, local centres that will help you out if you've got any worries, And um, province by province, which is fantastic as well, so you can speak to someone in person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're only getting into October, so there's so much time left, there's so much time to fundraise and to get involved and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and to watch the show this week Um, and we'll put all the links to everything to roaches and to how and to Suzanne and Paul's Instagram where you can donate to them as well before the great pink run Um, Denise thank you so much for coming out and thanks for going out and and doing all the work as well yeah it was uh, it was great and was definitely um, eye-opening
2: you'd be surprised in a month like this when yeah. it's a month of, you know, educating yourself on on something that you're, you kind of lack knowledge on, how much you'd actually, how much you'd actually learn, so yeah. Absolutely,
1: yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, thanks everyone, we'll see you next week.